This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Magic have numbers if they go. Bancaro now through the lane. He jams it down. B5 through five Raptors. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. High screen from Franz. Now Kel spins into the lane. Long two. Off the rim. Franz can fly it in. Put back is good. Franz Wagner. It's your night, 22. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. And welcome everyone to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chaffin here with you. The Magic are back at it tonight after an impressive win last night, taking down the Phoenix Suns. Tonight, they will visit the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks 25-21 and 21 on the season. They've lost four of five games. Lots to get into here with this one, including 73 points for Luka Doncic two games ago. But the big story, the win last night, Jake Chapman, it was very impressive, 113-98, to 98, taking down the Phoenix Suns. You got 16 points, 12 rebounds from Mo Wagner. Off the bench, you're led by 26 points from Paolo Bancaro and 44 points for Devin Booker. And you're able to survive that because you held him to 13 points in the fourth quarter last night. And we'll get to all the fourth quarter numbers and what it looks like defensively. Uh, but a very impressive win last night. And then as I'm driving to the hangar to catch a flight uh, to Dallas, I'm listening to the end of the San Francisco 49er Detroit Lions game. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs who find a way to go to Baltimore and take down the Ravens. And utter heartbreak, Jake, for the Detroit Lions, who, again, will not be headed to a Super Bowl. Should be. They're up 17-7, I think 24-7 maybe at one point. Uh, but anyway, up utter, utter collapse, and it's unfortunate because I was pulling for the Lions the whole way. Yeah, I got a text from one of my buddies last night, and he surmised that too many Browns fans were rooting for the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you might be exactly right. And maybe we screwed him up. Um, it's funny because the storylines that came out of both games were the Ravens got away from their identity too much. They panicked, uh, didn't run the ball. They're chucking it around the field. They didn't play their game. And then with Dan Campbell, he was supposed to, I guess, have gotten away from his identity. Look, man, you dance with who brung you. And Dan Campbell going forward on fourth down all season long, ever since he's been the head coach of Detroit, that might have been crazy enough to to make Detroit Lions uh, players and, and the personnel and fans actually believe in that team. And I think that had part to do with why they were in that situation in the first place. It's really easy to second guess and say you take the points. You know, I, I think the second one where you're, you're talking about tying the game up in the fourth quarter in the NFC Championship game. You might have to do that. You might have might to ha- you're, you're supposed to play the game, right? Like, you can't just do everything analytics-based, and I understand that. But, you know, it's it, it's kind of funny. Todd Munkin got away from his identity and lost the game, and Dan Campbell stuck too much to his identity yeah, and lost yeah. the game. So I, I, I it, it it's really easy to second-guess no matter what, but... Um, the the Niners did not go away. I think Detroit was in a situation where they did kind of panic a little bit. You, you, you drop passes. You had a whole bunch of screw ups in the second half of that game. Um, but it stinks. The Lions and the Browns are the two oldest franchises who have never played in a Super Bowl. And Lions fans have have gone through so much. And you had so many stories the last week about you know eighty year olds who who have have. Uh, lived through decades and decades of terrible football. And so uh, it stinks, but the two best teams won, I think. And uh, it's going to be a heck of a Super Bowl in two weeks for sure. Yeah, it certainly is. Somebody reminded me last night, the last time these two teams met, the world shut down the month later. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, the last yeah. time these two in the 2020 Super Bowl, uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. But take us through last night's game, Jake. It was so impressive. 
uh, in so many areas, the Magic winning 113-98, to but obviously the most impressive was that fourth quarter, 31-13. to And if you take a look at a couple of the numbers, and I'll pull them up right here for you, but they only made, did the uh, uh, Phoenix Suns in that fourth quarter, I mean, they struggled mightily. In the fourth quarter, they only made five field goals. They had seven turnovers, which was absolutely remarkable. You held Phoenix to the second fewest points they scored in the fourth quarter this year. They had 11 in the fourth quarter against the L.A. Lakers. They scored 13 last night, 5 of 18 from the floor, 7 turnovers. Um, they had 2 blocks. They had 4 offensive rebounds. They had only well, went to the free throw line twice. Uh, but just an unbelievable job. And, and then you look at Devin Booker, 0 for 4. Kevin Durant, 2 for 4. Bradley Beal, 0 for 4. So you held the big three in the fourth quarter to 2 for 12. And then, really, you only had 11 points if you consider that last basket came in the final minute when you went to garbage time and you outscored them 31-3. to The Magic, conversely, go 10 of 23 in the quarter, 44%, and they knocked down four threes and only turned it over twice. What do you make of what happened last night in the fourth quarter? Well, I think we got back to playing Orlando Magic basketball, which always seems to happen at Kia Center, and we did that all night. Turning a team over, offensive rebounds, I mean, you sit there and you go, how did Phoenix only score 98 points after shooting 56% from the field, <laughs> right? And it's because they caught the ball up a million times, not that we took 19 more shots than they did yesterday. We took 92 shots in that game. That's right. Close to their 73. And it's funny because we do the keys to the segment, uh, keys to the game segment at the beginning of every game in the pregame show. And I, you know, I feel like a broken record because I always talk about offensive rebounds and turnovers because we're, you know, we struggle so much shooting the ball and we struggle you know, we have to manufacture points, and that's kind of been um, what we've done. Bench scoring is another aspect that we got back to last night. Um, they really delivered for us. But we have to manufacture opportunities, and that's turnovers, that's second-chance points, and we did that all night last night. And then there was something kind of screwy with Phoenix in our defense in the fourth quarter. Jonathan Isaac, I mean, he was absolutely incredible. Anthony Black was fantastic last night. Yes, he was. He was. That you were front, you were kind of frustrated, at, you know, not you. We were kind of frustrated watching the fourth quarter of the Memphis game because we didn't have, you know, proper spacing on the floor. It was sort of a struggle with AB and JI out there last night. Why you do it? Because against a team like Phoenix, you need those guys. I mean, Isaac. What, what can you say about him? It wasn't just Durant. He was I mean, KD yeah. was not Kevin Durant yesterday. He was a minus twenty-five while he was on the floor. Part of that was Jonathan Isaac. Part of that was I think. I think when Booker gets going like that, I mean, they've lost the last two games, and Booker's averaging yeah. over 50 points Correct. in those two games I combined. I, um, I think it's one of those things where they sort of stand around and watch, and Devin Booker is very, very talented, but they have far too much firepower for it to be a whole bunch of ISO stuff and just everybody standing around watching one guy. Beal was really good early. Durant had his stretches where you're going, okay, we can't stop him. He's just going to get to the elbow and shoot over whoever. It didn't matter if it was Jonathan Isaac or a smaller defender. Um, but, you know, they, I think, have some some issues to work out, and we did our thing in the fourth quarter. The defense was as advertised. Mo Wagner was the player of the night to me. I mean, I... I oh, my gosh. He, he just carries you through down stretches. Um, every time, you know, often when he's on the floor, and especially nights like that, um, I loved what he said after the game to you about ramming his head through the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Unbelievable. You just kind of bang your head through the wall. He just, which here fourth, right? That was a physical game. Um, and 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 we we played Orlando Magic basketball last night. And, you know, it's an afterthought, but Paulo Bancaro, what, 26 points? Yeah, I know. Something like that, right? Like, we're so used <laughs> to it now. Um, and and so it was, it was a great team win yesterday. 
you did all the little things well last night. Even free throws, you left some there, but 19 of 26, you can live with that. Um, the, how many times did we turn the ball over? Seven times yesterday? That was That's the formula. And, and and Dante, look, I mean, that fourth quarter, like we pounded them into submission. And that's a yes. team that had basically full strength with the exception of Nurkic. I do think we took advantage of that. But we did. Um, we did. That was a really good win. And one that you, you know, with a five game road trip and this tough back to back, we're such a better team at home. You, you didn't go into that game thinking, man, we got to get this one because Phoenix has that firepower. But we did have to get that one. And I think it sort of sets you up. Um, it gives you a little bit of leeway here heading out on a really difficult road trip. Well, Jake, I look at it like this. I, I was blown away the fact that the Magic were able to hang tight because you you think about it. I mean, Phoenix was shooting 66% from the floor going into the fourth quarter. 66% from the floor. It had only taken 11 threes, so it wasn't like a three-point barrage, but they turned it over 16 times, and the Magic had already going into the fourth quarter taken 14 more shots, more, 14 more field goal attempts. So it would have been, in De- and Devin Booker at that time is sitting on 42 points, but they're only up by three. I mean, that was the most that was the most remarkable thing to me is that it would have been very easy for this Magic team to say, okay, we just don't have it, right? Devin Booker, we can't stop them. They can't miss anything. Yeah, we're forcing, but they but they picked up the defense. They forced turnovers. They got a ton of second chance points, and you're exactly right. Mo Wagner had five offensive rebounds. Four of them were in the fourth quarter. He yeah. finishes with 16 points, 12 rebounds, his second double-double of the season, the 10th of his career. Uh, he was just incredible. And so what uh, Jonathan Isaac, you're right, was absolutely smothering defensively on Kevin Durant because that that was not a Kevin Durant typical game. He's 7 of 12. Okay, he shoots a great percentage. But since when do you hold that guy to 12 field goal attempts and 15 points? It was one of his, it was one of his lowest scoring outputs of the season and a minus 25, as you mentioned. Uh, and then Bradley Beal. When is Bradley Beal held under 10 points? I know the mask gave him problems. I know, I know he's fidgeting with the nasal fracture and things like that, and, and he couldn't quite couldn't quite figure out that whole thing. Um, but Jonathan Isaac, Bo Wagner, and then Markel Fultz, Jake, had five steals, a season high for him with his 14 points, and then he finished 7 of 10. You, you hope he's able to go tonight, but even if he's not, there were several key contributors in that win last night. Yeah, how about how about Cole Anthony? He's sitting on three minutes yes. played. He comes out at the start of the fourth quarter, steals the inbound pass to start the quarter. You want to talk about starting on the right foot? Then he knocked down a three, and then I think yes. he had an assist on the next bucket for Mo. So he scored or assisted on the first seven points at the start of the fourth quarter, and he was going nice and, 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 right. and so everybody delivered. Dude, Markel, I mean, we could talk about his jumper all we want. He's 26 for his last 39 from the field. He's 67% over his last five games. There's something to be said for, for the connectivity that you have when he's on the floor. Defensively, he gives you another element because he's so smart and he uses his frame. Um, you know, he's not he's not running the offense right now. He's sort of sliding into a, a secondary playmaking role because Paolo and Franz are going to have the ball in their hands so much. But he is moving without the basketball, Dante, and now he's the recipient of a little yeah. pass yeah. with those baseline cuts. I just love the way he's playing right now. Not sure if we'll have him here tonight, and he's going to be a big loss if we don't. But you're right, man. Like everybody across the board contributed in that game, which is which is expected when you hold a team like Phoenix under 100 points. Like that was a great defensive um, performance last night, especially in the fourth quarter. But everybody had key buckets. The ball was moving a lot. Um, that was good vibes last night. Good basketball as well. Yeah, lots to get to here on Magic Drive Time. Who's in, who's out? We'll take a look at the uh, lineups as well. Magic fans, remember him for iconic moments like bringing down the basket and for taking the team to the 95 NBA Finals. Now history will be made on February 13th when Shaquille O'Neal becomes the first Magic player to have his jersey retired 
and number 32 finds a permanent place in the rafters at the Kia Center. Learn more at orlandomagic.com slash Shaq. More Magic Drive Time when we return after this. Celebrate the Orlando Magic's 35th anniversary season presented by Advent Health by being a part of Classic Nights at Kia Center. Each Classic Night will feature unique entertainment, throwback music, and more. Plus, cheer on the Magic as they take the Classic Court in the retro-looking Classic Edition uniforms. Secure your tickets for Classic Nights and learn more about the 35th anniversary celebration at orlandomagic.com anniversary. How do you measure the human spirit? In points? Distance. Maybe decibels. Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Advent Health, official champion of the human spirit. No matter where you are for tip-off, you're going to see a lot of this play. The game is on. Just outstanding. Good for three. Stream the magic all season long on the Belly Sports app. Oh, my goodness. Be here for the excitement. Off the charts. The thrills. Slams it in. The rivalries. Put that on your highlight reel, young fella. young fella. Be here for the moments that shape our season. Stream the magic all season long on the Belly Sports app. Now listen up. In business, to have a winning streak, you need a dependable partner by your side. A lasting relationship where business needs meet personal solutions and expectations are always exceeded. When it comes to agility and performance, City National Bank, the official bank of the Orlando Magic, has the playbook to help you take your best shot. Visit citynational.com for more information. City National Bank is member FDIC. Great dishes begin with top-quality ingredients. Goya offers a wide variety of products from rice, beans, masarepa, and seasonings to olives and olive oil, even low-sodium and organic items, to stock your pantry with a solid lineup of go-to ingredients. With Goya on your team, your signature dishes are always a slam dunk. For inspiration and recipes, visit Goya.com. And remember, if it's Goya, it has to be good. Goya is a proud partner of the Orlando Magic. The ruggedly capable all-wheel drive Kia Telluride X-Pro is truly at the top of its game. It kind of reminds us of legendary four-time NBA champ Draymond Green. Hold on, what? Powerful performance in tough conditions. <laughs> yep, that's Dre. Totally dominates the lane. Money Green coming through. Intuitive, intelligent. IQ on a trillion. Bold and rugged. Oh, yeah, bold and rugged. That part. And has a combined 24.6 inches of dual panoramic displays and third row seating. A panel what? <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't put it past them. The Kia Telluride X-Pro. Telluride X-Pro. I like that. Here's to legends in the making. Kia is the official automotive partner of the NBA and WNBA. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver errors and our driving conditions. Always drive safely and obey all traffic laws. It's more fun to see the Orlando Magic hit the court live. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered with a wide selection of seats available for every game at a variety of prices. As the official marketplace of the Orlando Magic and the NBA, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Whether you're making plans in advance or heading to the game last minute, with their virtual view from seat feature, you'll get a preview of your section to make sure you have the best view to catch more of those dimes and dunks. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Orlando Magic. This is Mo Wagner of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Magic Drive Time with Dante and Jake, only on 96.9 The Game. Welcome back, everyone, to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you. The Magic back at it tonight. We'll have it for you at 8 o'clock right here on 96.9 The Game, 8 o'clock on Valley Sports Florida. The Magic try to make it two straight, try to sweep a back-to-back. They win last night against the Phoenix Suns. Tonight, the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. And time now for our call of the game. It's brought to you by Glip from Rink Central. Rethink the way you work with secure meetings and messaging on any device with Glip by Rink Central. Visit Glip.com. To learn more, and Jake, quite simply, we are seeing one of the greatest phenomenons in NBA history in Luka Doncic. His 73-point game the other night, it's tied for the fourth most in NBA history. He's averaging a 50-point triple-double during his last two games because he followed up the 73-point performance with 28, 10, and 17, Uh, but that came in a loss. Surprisingly, they're struggling a little bit here. Their last five games, just uh, one and four in their last five games, but we are seeing a generational-type player in Luka Doncic, his ability to score. Now seven times in his career, he's gone for 50 points in a game. Prior to Luka, it had happened four times in Dallas Mavericks history, right? Dirk Nowitzki did it twice, Jamal Mashburn did it once, and Jimmy Jackson did it once. Uh, he moved past Larry Bird, all-time triple-doubles. He's now 10 behind James Harden. Think about that. Think about the three- or four-year run that James Harden had with all those triple-doubles. And Luka is only 10 triple-doubles behind him with 65 right now. Everything that this man does, just enjoy it. And I, and I think maybe the most impressive thing, Jake, on the second night of a back-to-back, uh, when he went for 28, 10, and 17, he played 46 of the 48 minutes. <laughs> Jason Kidd Jason Kidd is going to grind this guy into dust, but I understand it because you can't t- take him off the floor. Uh, your take on Luka Doncic and, and his greatness right now. Yeah, he turns 25 in a month. I mean, he is doing, he's just, he, he's such a unique player. We've never really seen it. I've said basically since I realized, and, and I loved the guy when he was coming out, obviously you watch his rookie season and you go, okay, this dude should have been the number one pick. And uh, oh, sure Phoenix Phoenix is thinking the same thing. There'd be a whole bunch of people with jobs still um, if he hadn't yep. been, but. Yeah, uh, stuff. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be wondering why it's not working in Atlanta if they just held on to that pick. They had just game. held on to that pick. Yeah, they but they but they were able to add uh, uh, the tenth overall pick as well, swapping down two spots or whatever. Uh, no, there's a whole bunch of and and we knew though. I mean, when people watched him. He was the MVP of the freaking Euro League at eight yes, years old. So I I think we all had a sense of how good he could be. But I've said like the production. He's the closest thing to LeBron in my opinion that we've had in a long time, just as far as production goes. Because you look at the triple doubles and you can say Jokic, you can say Westbrook, um, you can go back to Harden, whatever. He's a better scorer than, in my opinion, any of those guys. He's just, there's, and he just plays the game so uniquely. Um, you know, he just puts his back in you, gets wherever he wants to get, and then boom, he can just sort of shoot it with that <laughs> quick little, it's not even, you know, necessarily a dirt fade away, but 
Um, he is he, he's something very very special. The the, the future I think is going to be you know lights out for this guy. Um, just because I'm not sure how you slow him down. He also has the free throw line thing going, which is really annoying at times as you watch. I know. You know, the month of January, he's averaging 11 and a half free throws a game. He's up around Embiid numbers uh, in that regard. So uh, I don't know what this thing's going to look like. I think it's kind of a mess around him. Anytime you add Kyrie and you say, we're going to make this work, it's probably not going to work. Um, <laughs> we've seen teams really struggling right now. And But this guy keeps you in every game. He keeps you in every playoff series. So we saw, what, two years ago, um, that deep run they were able to make. I think it was two years ago now. Um, if he's there and if they're able to figure out some of the pieces around him, then they're going to be something to contend with. Um, but for now, you're right. Like, just appreciate watching the guy. 73 the other night, D, he was 25 of 33 from the field. That is absolutely insane to score 73 points on that small volume of shots. Um, he's, he, he is something else. Also had 10 rebounds and 7 assists. It was the most efficient 70-point uh, double-double in a 70-point game, 70-point double-double in NBA history. Uh, tied for the fourth most in NBA history, and it was the most efficient. So, yeah, he just continues to impress. And you mentioned his January numbers with the free throws. He's averaging 36, 9, and 10 in January. And then you think, okay, well, that's remarkable. Well, in December, he was 37 and a half, 9 and 11. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, the 50-point game on Christmas Day. Uh, so you think what five? What five? There's been five games this year of, of fifty or more, and he's got two of them. So anyway, it's just remarkable the numbers that he continues to put up. He had 29 points, three rebounds, and six assists in the first meeting against Orlando, and he'll take that as a win. I mean, he's averaging 30, 34 points per game, a career high. He's second in the NBA in scoring. He's third in assists. He's ninth in steals. He's ninth in steals. He's getting almost one and a half steals per game. Uh, he shoots a 49 percent. From the floor, 49% is, is his percentage, and he's thirty, almost 38% from three, a career high as well. So with the usage all the way up, right, getting to the free throw line, third most free throw attempts in the NBA, everything is efficient. And in his career, 11 games against the Orlando Magic, he's averaging 27 points per game. His career high against the Magic is 44. Um, so we, we've seen him have big games, but, but not these kind of games. And uh, certainly they'll have to have their head on a swivel going against Luka Doncic. Let's get to our injury reports brought to you by Advent Health, official team physicians of your Orlando Magic, who's in, who's out for the Dallas Mavericks, Dante Exum, who's having a career year. What a great story that is. He's questionable tonight with right knee soreness. Kyrie Irving is out with that right thumb sprain. This will be the 20th game that he's missed here this season. He's played 27, uh, and this will be game number 20 that he's missed. Derek Jones Jr. is questionable with the left wrist sprain. Maxi Kleba is probable. Right small toe soreness. He missed 31 games because his right small toe was dislocated, which sounds incredibly painful. <laughs> now it's, it's sore, which you can imagine. And Dwight Powell was questionable with left eye corneal abrasion for the Orlando Magic. Martel Fultz is questionable. Left knee injury maintenance. Gary Harris and Kevon Harris are out. Two-way assignment. And hopefully, Jake, you can get Markel Fultz to play. I, I know it's tough with these back-to-backs. You're kind of limiting these minutes. If he doesn't play, you understand it. But if we can get to a point where he can play back-to-backs and Jonathan Isaac, these final 36 games of the season, watch out. Can I do a quick non-sequitur call of the game before we go? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you love the word non-sequitur, the phrase. I that do. Is it? That is Latin do. for you. Um, I call of the game. I trust you. I trust that it's a clean word that can air. Non-sequitur. It is, yes. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, my call of the game is the NBA is awesome. 
This is a random January Monday night, Dante, and these are the games on the slate. You've got the Clippers at Cleveland. You've got the Pelicans and Zion at Boston. You've got the Suns going down to Miami tonight, second night of a back-to-back game. Yes, that's right. But that's a nice matchup. This is my favorite, probably, aside from the Magic and the Mavericks. Uh, The Timberwolves visit Oklahoma City tonight, two of the Western Conference. That's going to be a good one. And then, oh, by the way, Giannis versus Jokic in Denver. First six games tonight on a random Monday. It's that time of the year. Football's just about wrapped up. We got the trade deadline next week. Exciting time of the year in the Magic. Embarking on a big five-game road trip. It'll be a big one here tonight, Deep. Well, that's a great point. And the Miami Heat have lost six in a row. If they can get yeah. another loss, you know, that's that's a my Phoenix is going to be pretty upset. On Miami, I would want nothing to do with Phoenix angry yeah. after last night. And if the Magic can somehow pull it out, you've also got Paolo and Luca going at it tonight. You're right. The NBA is in a great place, and we're certainly enjoying the NBA slate here tonight. But we've got it for you at eight o'clock right here. 96.9 the game, eight o'clock on Valley Sports Florida, the Magic and the Mavericks. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow.